You comfy? You all good? Oh, my God. I am on so much Dremor. I got suggestions like you need to get on Dremazin, cough mixture, Red Bull, vodka, uh, Nurofen. Um. That's what Prince had in his system when he died. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the toilet. I'm on the Elvis diet. Woo! <laughs> Very good. Okay. Are we too loud, Matt? Are we good? We good? Liz, you're good? Well... I don't know. <laughs> don't judge me, you retrobates and you bloody Centrelink doll bludgers. Drinking Jesus on a Christ. Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus, Liz, we've gone very right wing as soon as we get an audience. <laughs> Who drinks on a Wednesday? <laughs> you. <laughs> Fucking champions, mate. Champions. All right. I've wanted to do this for a very, very long time. You ready? Oh, okay, I'm gripping the table. Sing along if you know the words. It's alive! I know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man! Game over! What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to the first ever Gabin in the Woods live! <laughs> you hear that, Texas? That's the sound of people who haven't shot up a school. <laughs> Oh yeah, just for our Texas listeners. <laughs> Ever felt like you've bitten off more than you can chew? <laughs> is that why your voice is like that? <laughs> I'm no quitter. There is nothing that I can't chew through. <laughs> Who chews a dick? Oh. <laughs> I was born in Broken Hill, mate. Who doesn't chew a dick? Uh, we call this one the rock crusher. <laughs> Gotta keep him in line. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm from Port Pirie. She's from Broken Hill. Sister cities, dangerous, given our cultures rely so heavily on incest. But <laughs> <laughs> now oh, that I know about the rock crusher, that is never happening. <laughs> yeah, that's what's stopping that from happening. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So you did test negative to COVID, didn't you? I I did. Um, I did the polite thing, unlike the fucker who gave me this, um, who went out in public. Thank you for licking all the doorknobs. Um, <laughs> I am not. I actually, I actually, at one stage, I thought I was going to die because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a bit of a cat lover and I have a couple of cats. No. <laughs> Pussy! Oh my god! And. If there's one thing, if anyone who's got two cats, you know you can't simultaneously have two cats asleep on you at the same time because it just doesn't happen. You'll have one and they'll be very happy and they'll be purring and then the other one will jump up and try to get in on the action and the first one will be like, don't touch my mum, you're, you're adopted, fuck off, I hate you, I'll fucking shake you. And that's, and that's my life. And then they have a fight and they roll off you and that's, you know, that's the end of it. I was laying on my couch... Okay, and the first cat came, curled up on my chest, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. You know, it's mm, healing, purring. It's gonna like 
kill me. Get in there. Mm, cure it. <laughs> Tried vapor rub. Well, no, move on to cat. Cat a rub. And then as I'm laying there, the second cat comes in, sees this, is like, oh, I want a bit of that loving. Second cat comes in, jumps up on me. The first cat looks at the second cat and just goes back to sleep. And then the two of them fall asleep on my chest. And I was like, Jesus, take me! (laughs) I honestly thought it was the rapture. I thought, this is it. This has got to be the moment. Oh, my Lord. But I'm like, don't die. We've sold tickets and I'm too cheap to refund. You would go towards the light, but the cat's on your face, so you can't see it. I love it. Zen for spinsters. That's a great story. (laughs) You're really drunk and I might get punched. (laughs) You do look fabulous, though. Give it up for... I normally just get the hoodie and the fucking hangover when she comes over to the kitchen, but she's all dolled up for you guys. What the fuck's going on? Because, you know, they might get some. I don't know if there's anyone out there who's at the moment has got like a really weird I don't know fetish like you've you've got like a specific Star Wars fetish and you've never been able to get off because a woman has never been able to say to you at the moment of climax I believe you will find this starship is fully operational You've asked for it, and someone is going to introduce you to the concept of a poo-backer pretty soon. And ironically, it happens on your chest. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Like, you, you are really crook, but you've come out. Uh, I know. Oh, my God. Yeah, my doctor said that I've got to uh, drink lots of fluids. Check. <laughs> Rest, I'm sitting down and try not to laugh. Thank you, John Brooks. <laughs> what can you do? I don't know, but if we can get two cats in here, I might be able to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. Uh. I'm a lady. <laughs> Uh, unfair, mate. Unfair. It is. I'm sorry. God <sighs> damn. If anyone is on the way to the bar, it's a Jim Beam and Coke. Thank you. This is her first ever live show, and she's already soliciting drinks from the crowd. This is fucking. <laughs> I think we've awakened the beast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Australian arts industry. I can't afford my own drinks. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway. Oh my god. You know what, but it's so weird, you know, here we are talking about, you know, weird things that go down into you, make your life a little bit better. That's so weird, because would you believe that actually brings us to the topic of the week? No! Who knew? Oh, my Lord. All right, this week, our topic is food. Oh, yeah. How paranormal. (laughs) (laughs) The haunted burger of Hindley Street. (laughs) Don't talk about my nickname. (laughs) 
adult, come on, food, we love it. We think about it. We dream about it. We watch shows about it. Some of you will even have sex with it. You looked at a very specific audience member. Look at the moustache. And the way, the way he is feigning surprise, <laughs> you called it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, he heard like Fabio set and he is like two minutes away from rubbing garlic bread all over himself. <laughs> you call me garlic bread. <laughs> Don't come too fast, I call this the faster pasta. <laughs> Trust me, that is the five dollar menu. <laughs> oh, I'm getting the all you can eat soft serve, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, Oh, Lord. So, now, food. Uh, now, whether you like it low and slow or fast and fried, <laughs> the one thing we can agree on mostly is what we don't want to find in it. This week, we order an extra serving of food crime so outrageous they would make Gordon Ramsay run for the hills. We also find out why you should never complain mid-meal and why one customer's salad was literally finger licking. Oh, Jesus. Are we going to talk about James Corden being an entitled shit? No. Oh. <laughs> we do not have enough time for Although, that episode. The way you're asking for drinks from randos in the crowd, I think he's about to lose his crown. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get kicked out of Montezuma's before the end of the week. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so in this week's episode of Finger Looking Good God, what is that? <laughs> or Roar and Order, Food Crimes Unit. <laughs> now, our first story takes us to Dayton, Ohio. Oh, the, the culinary centre of the United States. <laughs> Woo! Now, in the June of 2005, David... Shinding. That's not real. Shinding. 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 Went to Arby's. He went to Arby's and he ordered a chicken sandwich. Gross. Bit into his chicken sandwich and he says, Mr. Shinding says he knew something was wrong right away. <laughs> when David pulled out a piece of skin almost an inch long. Oh. The piece of skin had a fingerprint. Oh! <laughs> well, that's better than a tattoo. <laughs> that, yeah, that's something. <laughs> David said, I was seeing fingerprints on it. I got sick and went to the bathroom. <laughs> David then called the authorities. This is the most polite way anyone's ever described Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> I think you'll find I then called the constabulary. <laughs> Not before going to the water closet. <laughs> to complete my ablutions. <laughs> uh, the Miami County Health Inspectors came out to the scene to speak to the manager of Arby's. The store manager who, according to the written report, had a bandage on his right thumb. Oh, Christ, no. The manager said he was slicing lettuces 
when he sliced his thumb. He had sanitized the area like a professional, but did not search the lettuce. David lawyers, David's lawyer, Hank Hyde. Hang on, he can afford a lawyer, but he goes to Arby's? <laughs> Hank Hyde for the defence. <laughs> I love his name's Hyde and it's a skin case. That's amazing. <laughs> Hank Hyde wanted to know why wasn't the food searched and why wasn't it thrown away? Fucking $12 a pop is why it wasn't searched. <laughs> Complaining when KFC, you know, was like putting bloody shredded cabbage on the burger. Yeah. Can you imagine how much these people are going to lose their shit when KFC starts adding shredded teenager? (laughs) It's cheaper. It's just so much cheaper. They're like eight fifty an hour. I love that America is such a police state now that they demand chicken sandwiches get searched. (laughs) (laughs) There's some voter fraud in there. Oh my god. Well, you know, it is a big step for America because normally white meat doesn't get searched. Uh, <laughs> all I can think though is like how much is that gonna change like the like job interviews at KFC? Like oh okay, okay, so you're you're here, you'd like to uh, can I maybe see you have you got your resume there? Can yeah. I see your resume? See, you're presuming that people at KFC are old enough to have done a resume. <laughs> rather than, can I see the finger painting you did today? <laughs> Is your mum here? You're only seven. <laughs> can, I, can I? Oh, do you mind if I just. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, do you moisturise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You're hired. <laughs> oh, Lord. What was uh, even more disturbing to this, I did actually notice that uh, when this was actually listed online, you can actually, you know, read the comments that are underneath. Uh, Def258. Oh, Def258, the spokesman of a generation. Well, hopefully he's not speaking for the generation when he says, I stopped eating at McDonald's after my ex-wife bit into a Big Mac and pulled out a pubic hair from it. All these people eating in darkened cars are suddenly spotting pubic hairs in their food. I smell a rat. <laughs> are we going to talk about the time I came in and record this, po- this podcast and you pulled out your microphones and there was a pube? It was a beard hair. <laughs> on your microphone. <laughs> it's a tough economy and OnlyFans pays, all right? <laughs> but it was just like right there at like attention. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What do you, what do you what do you think's worse? Do you think it's worse to find human skin or a human pube in your burger? Questions that you would only ask Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, there's a callback. <laughs> We have lost control of the podcast. We have lost control. Butt hairs and slurs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, quick, quick. All right, let's get get some taco action going. Okay. Just remember, no one can actually hear you. It's going to be very weird, dead silence. (laughs) In this podcast, no one can hear your drunk bullshit. That's how I feel every week. (laughs) 
All right, let's head to California. Woo! Let's head to Del Taco. June. 2015, 2015 was a big year. An ordinary Monday afternoon, people sit in the Del Taco on the corner of Mountain Avenue and G Street. Gee, I love living in America Street. <laughs> living in G Street. Do you think that's named after like the OGs or your G thong? Anyway, G thong, I think G thong. Um, everyone was enjoying their food. <laughs> Little did they know that one drive through customer was anything but happy with their burrito. Someone asked to speak to the manager? Well, the customer parked their car and then came into the restaurant and began to swear and aggressively yell at staff. When this tactic miraculously didn't work, the customer decided another tactic, and that tactic was to pick up all the containers from the counter and throw them and the contents at staff. That usually works. According to an eyewitness, the manager appeared and said, you can't be doing that. You need to leave. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman was the manager. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> The, the counter was now completely out of throwable objects, so the customer was forced to bring their own props and found all they had in their pocket was a pen, so they withdrew it and threw that at the manager. Oh, so the pen is mightier than the sword. And then ran out defiantly of the, st of the store. The manager, however, would seize that pen like it were Excalibur. <laughs> And what was clearly the right thing to do and a very level-headed decision, decided to follow the maniac outside into the car park to start writing down their licence plate number. Oh, my God, that's weapons-grade dumb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the obviously calm and level-headed customer, as you can imagine, yeah. reacted to this scenario well. <laughs> And what I think you will all agree is appropriately. The customer pulled out their can of pepper spray and immediately pepper sprayed the manager in the face. <laughs> the manager, like an idiot looking for a foxhole, ran back into the restaurant <laughs> with the idiot on their heel. The idiot then ran into the store and what do you know, it turned into... Ballroom Blitz. Awesome. The customer with the bad burrito then proceeded to pepper spray every customer and worker <laughs> in the face. Did this happen or is this just anti-Mexican propaganda? <laughs> Their food's so spicy. <laughs> is it workers? And even as like one witness would describe, I was just sitting there eating my burrito. <laughs> pepper spray. <laughs> Again, got off light in the States. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. In total, six employees and eight customers all got pepper sprayed <laughs> in the face. Police and paramedics were called to the scene after the person then ran out, got into their little Mazda and drove away. <laughs> 
Paramedics and first aid were called and first aid was provided on site. The, uh, <laughs> the press showed up and one of the poor people, Rose, gave an interview to a TV crew as she held paper napkins to her face, crying. <laughs> Worst episode of Hot Ones ever. <laughs> <laughs> and muttering through her tears, I didn't know what to think. I've never had pepper spray in my face. It was awful. <laughs> Now, just just as an interjection, I, I do run a chili pepper sauce company, right? <laughs> I go to community markets everywhere. And this, mm. this has happened at a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, spice lords go there. People are getting pepper sprayed. I bet you there was one dickhead mm. at the back just going, it wasn't that hot. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one. I just had to spray it directly onto my burrito and I just <laughs> took it in one bite. Yeah. You give these guys stuff, they have instant diarrhoea. You can see it happening. No, it's not that hot. (laughs) Now, unfortunately, no one uh, at the scene could provide a good facial description um, of the person. (laughs) His eyes were real weepy. What they were able to provide was that they all agreed that the person that had just come in and had sprayed them all with pepper spray was wearing medical scrubs. So was most likely a doctor or a nurse. The fuck have they got pepper spray for? (laughs) The best bit is, can you imagine if the ambulance takes you to the hospital for your emergency treatment because you've just been sprayed in the face by a psycho (laughs) and the door things back and there's that fucker with a clipboard. No! Not again! Whatever just happened to, I'm not happy with my burrito. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just wanted some extra guac That's all Oh god There you go I I'd ha- like to thank our sponsor West End Draft <laughs> <laughs> They say it involves brain damage But he still speaks <laughs> Oh, that's all right. You know what? You all need. I think you all need some bloody chicken nuggets. That'll calm you down. Yeah, right. works on my eight-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Come on, get some chicken nuggets. Everyone will calm down. Let's get a bit rural, and let's head to Menominee Falls. There's your fucking ad campaign. $75,000. Now change your name to the Bureau of Meteorology and there we go. Now, this is a small village in Wisconsin. Population of about 36,000. It's a tiny place. Pretty much everyone knows everyone. Let's head to the local Mickey D's, which is situated on Appleton Avenue. Oh, doesn't it sound so lovely? It sounds so wholesome. Oh. Now, November the 2nd, 2015. Ooh, what the fuck happened in 2015? (laughs) A 41-year-old white male, you know this is going to end well, it's either bodies in the fridge 
Or he's starting a podcast in the car park. Yeah. How old am I? Oh. A 41-year-old man and his wife pulled up to the drive-thru window because they wanted to order 20 chicken nuggets. Now, the couple claimed that they could not understand the attendant over the speaker. We've all had that. It's a bit annoying. You can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. So they decided to just, oh, you know what, I'm going to go in and I'm just going to make a very nice, quick complaint to management, very rationally, very calmly. Just to, now let me, so let me just set this scene. So they walked into the McDonald's and there they were greeted by... Oh, we brought props. This is not a low-budget podcast. Look at her. Look at her. 62-year-old McDonald's worker. Oh, look at her. They're just, they're her puppies she brought from home. Everyone in case you're having a bad day. The what? I said everyone in that picture is dead. (laughs) You know this story. (laughs) No, here she is. She's just working at McDonald's. There we go. <laughs> oh, look at her. How could you be angry with this little thing? She wants you to have 20 mu- nuggets more than you do. She really does. So the 41-year-old white man and his wife were confronted with this lovely lady at the counter. The couple began a barrage of unsavoury language cuss words and calling the employee offensive names. Boo. Look at her, she's not a cunt. She's she's clearly not a cunt. I've seen cunts, that's not a cunt. Not a cunt. If you look it up in the dictionary, you know what, I think it's actually printed on her tomb. Not a cunt. This is a story about James Corden, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, why well, he's really booted off the light show. <laughs> oh, Lord. The 62-year-old lady told them to stop their behaviour and not use foul language. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Little birds fluttered around her head. You had a lot of range for a rock crusher. That's <laughs> <laughs> what my Tinder says. <laughs> so there she is, 62-year-old woman. Please, please don't call me a cunt, sir. <laughs> the 35-year-old wife of the gentleman proceeded to slap the 62-year-old woman across the face... So hard. Oh, God, you haven't got a prop for this, have you? Let me say this again. Let me rephrase this. The 35-year-old woman literally slapped the glasses off Betty White. Jesus. Literally. The employee then came out from behind the counter. Is this going to be some Leslie Nielsen shit where she's actually like a ninja? (laughs) Someone's going to get some serious finger pointing. (laughs) She came out 
and she slapped the 35-year-old woman in the face. Yes! She just walks out, she pulls out a square of her own lawn, throws it down, get off my fucking lawn. (laughs) And then pulled her hair. Fuck yeah, scrag fight. Shit's getting real. The 41-year-old white man then grabbed the employee's arms and punched the 62-year-old employee in the face. Jesus. In the face. The couple then fled the restaurant, probably because Betty just unsheathed her blade. (laughs) Shit was about to get real. Prison rules, fuck it. Yeah, oh my God. And you know, once her blade is out, it can't go back until it's spilt blood, man. The police quickly found the couple and they were issued, oh my God, how... Think about this, okay, for things that you want to do on your bucket list. It turns out it's quite affordable to slap Betty White in the face in America. Oh, Jesus. They were issued with a ticket for disorderly conduct and copped a $450 fine. I think it was reduced because Betty White came out and just started (laughs) fucking punching off. I thought you meant it was going to be reduced because they had a Monopoly token off their (laughs) cup. Three punches, you get to punch at least one worker in the face. Don't you can give download them the app. This is bullshit. Can you imagine the poor employees just sitting there with that noise going off as people are peeling the stickers? Fucking looking at you, cunt. Make it like the fucking picture. Uh, But you know what? Sometimes a case is not so cut and dry. It's not so in and out. Sometimes you have a food crime that requires special attention. The special attention of the Ohio State Highway Patrol, Ohio Investigative Unit. Woo! (laughs) Specialising corn. <laughs> I swear to God, is the, if this is not the premise for Starship, like, what is it? Um, Super Troopers. Super Troopers 3. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is from their own website, okay? Yes, the Ohio State Highway Patrol, Ohio Investigative Unit has its own website. Fuck off. They've got a MySpace at best. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> their site reads... <clears throat> The what's an Ohio accent? I don't know. Oh, Ohio, Ohio. <laughs> I'm from Ohio. I like corn and shit. Oh, to be sure. The Ohio State Highway Patrols. <laughs> The Ohio (laughs) Jesus Investigative Unit are plain clothed fully sworn police officers Ohio is charged with enforcing the state's liquor laws and is the only state law enforcement agency specifically tasked with investigating food stamp 
fraud crimes. Oh, Jesus. This sounds like the kind of police force where there is an actual dog that outranks some of the people. (laughs) You better take it up with Officer Skittles back there. (laughs) If you suspect food stamp fraud, human trafficking, that fucking levels up. That's a big leap. Stamps and human trafficking. <laughs> food stamps comes first in this. Notice. <laughs> food stamp fraud, human trafficking, or drug trafficking. All three if you pack it right. <laughs> Condoms are resilient. If you suspect this, call extension 677. It's their website, man. Who's got that on their fridge? (laughs) (laughs) I think they're trafficking humans. Six, seven, seven. (laughs) Oh, well, it turns out somebody suspected that somebody were using food stamps at their local strip club and were paying for lap dancers with food stamps. Oh. Necessity is the mother of depravity. This is great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So for uh, those who don't know, I mean, sometimes I don't know. I don't know if states still do have the stamps anymore. I know they used to. Uh, a lot of states now they just have the card, which you can usually just you know take it into supermarkets to buy groceries, like a you know like a Coles gift card. Yeah, it's a little cashless debit card, basically. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, drunk Siri. That is awesome. <laughs> It's a great new app. I love it. It's my yeah, favourite yeah. phone feature. Siri, drive into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So, <laughs> so, what I want to know is how did someone come to the conclusion that people were using food stamps to buy lap dancers? All I can just imagine is someone walked into the strip club and they were just like, my God, these women look extremely well fed. <laughs> Runs clearly had a sandwich. <laughs> That's my kind of strip club. <laughs> Someone's been giving her beans. <laughs> oh Lord. Would you would you give a lap would you give a lap dance for a Coles gift card? Give? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one fucking very specific kink. <laughs> I want a morbidly obese Rolf Harris <laughs> to grind against me for a very specific Coles gift card. What, what's the amount on your gift card? See, this is where we cross over from old people buying iTunes gift vouchers to send to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. At what point does the ACCC just go, there's been a lot of Coles gift cards going to the crazy horse? <laughs> Lately, it's some poor old man getting scammed. <laughs> what would the amount be? 20 bucks. I'd fucking do it for 20 bucks. This economy fucking sucks. I need the exercise. I'll put it on my fucking fitness tracker. <laughs> <laughs> you better get a boner. <laughs> What's well, better? Like, to be honest, it's better than the alternative. Like, you're just up there on the pole and people are like, fucking... Throwing cabbage. Just <laughs> work it, girl. Work it. That would look like the shittiest production of Rent. <laughs> Where do you put the carrots? Anyway. 
So enter the Ohio State Highway Patrol's Ohio Investigative Units Undercover Branch. <laughs> Baseball caps and fake moustaches. Oh, yeah. Woo! And that's just on the dog. And fake boners. They swarmed into action, taking food stamps into the strip club to attempt to buy lap dancers. I just imagine they've got a listening device in the fake boner. <laughs> and they're like walking up to people, like getting it very close to their face. Do you know anything about food stamp fraud? <laughs> Mike smells like Nona's fingers. <laughs> it's not the only thing around here that smells like <laughs> Nona's fingers. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'd, I'd pop money on her gift card. Woo. Am I supposed to give you a Coles voucher now? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that went beyond just a demonstration. You committed to that bit. <laughs> that was great. Lettuce, 12 bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> cat litter doesn't buy itself, man. <laughs> I got two cats to support, man. <sighs> they, they both want private schools. I don't know why. One's an idiot. Oh, Lord. So the in- undercover unit swarmed into action to do a thorough research of Sharky's Club. How long do you think it took them? To crack this case. You want to be thorough? You got to be thorough. You got to be thorough. I am guessing that requisition was for maybe three days worth of work. Mm. It's very hard to convince that dog for any more of that. Mm. At most a week. Five months. (laughs) (laughs) Your tax dollars are paying men to put on track pants and hang out at Sharky's strip club trying to buy lap dances. The beautiful part is they couldn't have seen the forest for the trees because they're looking for food stamp violations. Meanwhile, there's drug trafficking, human trafficking, all like burritos that aren't spicy enough, all of it happening around them. (laughs) They've clearly left the salad out for too long. That's a health (laughs) violation. After a five-month investigation, just think of your wages for five months and then times that across your whole department. (laughs) The five-month investigation, the Ohio Ohio, claims that they were able to trade. How How much money do you think was traded illegally over five months to justify this crime epic center. Oh, God. 50 grand. $2,404. Wait for it. And 87 cents. <laughs> Who the fuck is lap dancing for 87 cents? <laughs> there had to be a moment where there was like, oh, look, I, is there anything you specifically want? Kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> the expensive kind <laughs> I just love the energy of shake it baby One, two, three 
No, you know, that's when, and when you don't use folding money, when you just use like coins, yeah, that's yeah. called making it hail. Make it hail. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst form of air hockey. <laughs> <laughs> The Ohio, Ohio also claimed that they were also able to purchase heroin, fentanyl, carfentanil, which I honestly, I had to look up because you know me, I'm very thorough in my research. Sounds I'm like, like you've had some. I've, well, no, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Have, have you, <laughs> you haven't heard of that one? No. Okay, so I had to, I had to research what carfentanil is people are buying at the strip club. Kids are doing these days. This is the Wikipedia description of what this drug is that people are buying from a strip club. Carfentanil <laughs> is a potent opoid analgesic which is used in veterinary medicine to anesthetize large animals such as elephants and bears. What kind of strip club was it if there was bears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait for it. It is typically administered by a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> and I thought about it. That is genius. You know, they're always trying to think of new ways to, like, sell drugs. Because, obviously, you don't want to be caught with the cash and with the drugs. You know, the po-po can stitch you up and you get longer. What do we have to do? You give your money to your stripper and then you just make a break. Yeah. Out the back door and then there's some fucker out the back just with a pipe, just like... (laughs) (laughs) Start shift before you get to your car. Genius. The irony being all the women that normally have to protect their drinks. (laughs) 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 They also uh, claimed that they were able to buy cocaine, methamphetamines and lap dancers... Totaling $120 a week. These dudes are fucking bargain shoppers. I know. This is like a not quite right version of a strip club. Right price. Yeah. Where can you get cocaine bear tranquilizer and a lap dance for $120? That sounds like the greatest night of your life. What the fuck are you doing here? Oh, my God. Bless you. Thank you. Look at the showbiz. Give it up for Matt, who's been working hard behind the bar all night. Come back. Do you want your lap dance? <laughs> Did you learn to lap dance on one of those horses you put coins in? <laughs> Don't call him that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Life's good. Life is pretty good. You can get used to this live shit. <laughs> We've created a monster. Bring me extra drinks while we're recording. I'm doing the podcast with you. I'm not going to go to the fucking bar. No, but I'm just saying in your house, like live fresh drinks never. Appear. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Well, Do you really think I'm just going to go more fucking Jim Beam, close personal friend? <laughs> You're not drinking. I am drinking. Make it all about me. <laughs> Give you a bottle of Jim Beam for Christmas. Come on. That's true. Thank you. Sorry. Back in. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) You're happy now. Is that what you wanted? (laughs) Put your spare change away. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Now, as a result of this intensive work, 
Sharky's has lost its liquor licence. And 44 charges were laid against employees. Charges included drug possession, drug sales, engaging in sexual activity. It's a strip club. It's, it's, in the, it's on the door. These are some quality detectives. Oh. <laughs> Food stamp trafficking and solicitation. Now, in the most living, breathing example of, will somebody please think of the children? The agent in charge said to reporters, children walk by there every day to go to school. (laughs) To get shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'd be safer in the club. At least there's security. Yeah. Worst you're going to get is a tranquilizer dart. (laughs) And Uh, as a kid who might have ADHD, not a bad thing. But would you believe this is not the first time the Ohio State has gone undercover at a strip club. <laughs> the same officers went undercover at the harem adults lounge. I know, shocking, isn't it? <laughs> they went undercover at the harem adults lounge one block away from Sharky's. <laughs> The investigation finished up one month before the investigation began at Sharky's. <laughs> Do you want to guess how long they spent <laughs> at the harem doing an investigation? Another six months, surely. <laughs> no. Amateur. <laughs> Oh, my God. After a nine-month undercover investigation... Holy fuck. ...the harem lost its liquor licence for one year. (laughs) The local prosecutor calling it a sex and drug den. (laughs) Again, literally on the flyers, mate. Yeah. It's on the flyers for here as well, isn't it? <laughs> Rhino room, sex drug den. <laughs> well, this floor sure is sticky for a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But you know what? I think the one thing that we can all be grateful about is that nothing bad, nothing dodgy ever happens in Australia. Does <laughs> it? Such a clean living country. Nothing had happened here. We got clean food, clean resources. <laughs> Nothing had happened here. Surely. You're a vegan. You've never had an on-the-run hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'll outlive you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking for the guy who was freaking out. That, and he was like, oh, my God, there's, there's like skin on my chicken sandwich. <laughs> I hate to break this to you carnivores, but you know what meat is, right? <laughs> anyway. Just saying. How many uh, native birds do your cats eat? Only the cunty ones. <laughs> they voted One Nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're in the backyard. Fucking Pauline Hanson had some good policies. So they were cockatiels. <laughs> You're oh, the One Nation in- voter of birds. Ah! Oh, there was a cockatoo. <laughs> 
come on. All right, let's get ready. Australia, you are about to get served. October the 5th, 2008. Everybody is thinking back to 2008 and wondering where they were and what they were eating. Let me take you back to this time. The Manly Sea Eagles would square off against the Melbourne Storm in the NRL Grand Final. Picture it. Yeah, it's how I feel about the storm as well. Cunts. Uh, Stephen and Jessica White. It's the most Australian name ever, isn't it? They had a policy named after them. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Stephen and Jessica White and their three sons and some family friends decide to go to a bar in Sydney's East, the Coogee Bay Hotel. (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) And people know where we're going. Mm. They went to watch the NRL Grand Final. The family was in the bistro area. Oh, and you know straight away these people are going to be top choice because nothing says like an awesome person that goes to a bistro to watch the grand final. Yeah. 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 When Scott Morrison is shitting his pants in a McDonald's, (laughs) these people are one step down. Mm, mm. It seems the family had many complaints. But the whites were no wallflowers and they let all the staff know about their complaints. Mr. White went to the staff on three different occasions. I bet you they were happy to see him. <laughs> and on the three different occasions, he complained about the volume of the TV. It wasn't loud enough for him and insisted on each occasion that the TV volume should be turned up. You know where it's turned up? In the fucking sports bar, mate! <laughs> I love it when they put on the fucking subtitles. And the <sighs> dude's like, I don't want to read the football! <sighs> fucking SBS, this is bullshit! A fucking mermaid's brown! What the fuck is this? <laughs> 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 my God. (laughs) The family, it would seem, were not happy about the prices of the food, which they also let every staff member know. Uh, They also let staff know that they thought that their drinks were overpriced as well. But it wasn't until the family looked at the prices of the ice cream that Mr. White really lost his shit. (laughs) (laughs) The only option was a $19 bowl of gelato. Outrageous. Outrage, Mr. White left the establishment and came back with cheaper ice cream for the family. Fucking hell. Isn't he the most awesome customer ever? The family demanded to see the manager (laughs) to complain about... The noise levels, the prices, the options, the service, and the all-round bad attitude of the staff. We're not going to be sad about what happens to this person, are we? (laughs) 
The family's eyes lit up when the complimentary serve of gelato was brought out to the family table. <laughs> They're special customers, because you're a bunch of cunts. <laughs> Jessica White describes the bowl of gelato. There were four scoops, including vanilla, chocolate and hazelnut at the bottom. There appeared to be an extra big chocolate scoop. <laughs> you know what Mrs. White was? She was a chocolate fan. Oh. She's had a poo backer. <laughs> Jessica White describes this, the situation. Greedily, I went for it. I went for it ahead of the kids. What a bitch. I went for it in front of the kids. Thank heavens I did. The stench. The taste. <laughs> we should have served gelato with this show. We really should have. Just to watch like, everyone in the audience just... <laughs> I spat the food into a napkin and was immediately sick. Oh, wait for it. It probably took me four minutes from putting it in my mouth and spitting it out and actually realising, oh my God. <laughs> I just had shit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which led to some of the greatest newspaper headlines. <laughs> that have ever been seen. Second greatest all-time headline. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. It was poo! <laughs> Look at her! <laughs> There's more. There's more. Oh, my God, there's more. Could you bay licked? <laughs> the plop thickens. <laughs> Gelati gate. <laughs> it's all hitting the fan at Could you bay? Can I just say, as a former newspaper headline sub, they would have been praying that it happened at Subway. <laughs> just so they could call it a shit sandwich. Oh. <laughs> but that wasn't the greatest headline ever. Mm -hmm. 
the greatest headline ever. And I'm sorry, I printed it out, but then I spat tea on it. (laughs) (laughs) So let me just recreate it for you, what I think with the emotion, if I may editorialize the emotion behind it. You made my mum eat poo! (laughs) You should read newspapers for the blind. (laughs) Oh my God, if that is not like one episode of the James Corden trial, (laughs) I'm going to be very shocked. It sounds more like something that happened to a guest on Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Lord. (laughs) Jessica White continued in stories, saying, There was no doubting what it was. The whole family became hysterical. It was different. It was nice. Yes. <laughs> my poor son screamed at one of their staff, You made my mum eat poo. <laughs> CCTV footage exists. The Zapuda film. Oh, yeah. Back That's right. And to the left. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah, you can actually watch Poogate like um, I'm not unfurl. Googling that. Oh my lord. So you actually see the moment of the, the gelato arriving, the mouthful, the sitting, the confusion, the horror. <laughs> Charlton Heston at the, at like <laughs> you made my mummy poo you damn daddy apes <laughs> the CCTV footage then goes on to show the family waving the white napkin with the mouthful of poo at the manager and then three minutes later waving it at another staff member the family then left the pub with the napkin of poo Take that straight to forensics. <laughs> they went directly to the Waverley Police Department <laughs> where they showed it to police at the front counter. <laughs> <laughs> they made my mummy eat poo! Poo! This poo! This poo was just in my mum's <laughs> I just imagine one of the old guys from the drug squad just going... Yep. That's uncut, yeah. Get the undercover team. (laughs) The police directed them to the New South Wales Food Authority. (laughs) That's the literal case of we ain't got time for this shit. A few days later, just by coincidence, somebody else did a review of the bar. Now, that person, actually, you know, the food was fine. There was no poo in their ice cream. But they complained because they did the whole, oh, I got thrown out for being drunk. But it wasn't me. It was my thongs. Like, I totally tripped. Oh, uneven surface. Oh, you're a security scarf. Oh, don't don't fire me, newspaper. (laughs) The man was contacted after the article went to print 
by Mr. White. Who told the journalist, you reckon you've had a bad experience there? My wife found poo in her ice cream. (laughs) And that's how the media sensation began. Beautiful. Obviously, the media went into the frenzy and what followed was a back and forth between the White family and the Coogee Bay Hotel. The family spoke to newspapers, radio, people at the bus stop, anyone at listen, the cashier at Coles who's not paid enough, the poor strippers at Sharky's who were just, just trying to get their food paid. Well, they weren't a fan of humble pie, were they? <laughs> They went everywhere saying they wanted to find the answer to this poo done it. <laughs> and demanded a formal apology from the pub. Stephen White said on radio, the real issue is that we were fed as a family. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> someone's pub like that's the bit that's it was at a pub if it was just at home shits and gigs <laughs> clearly they've never had a schnitzel at port wakefield <laughs> oh you mean the schnitzel? Hey. Hey. Yeah. i once got asked to open for chopper reed at that pub oh. they were gonna pay me with a lift and a schnitzel and a shallow grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just let the crabs do the work out there. That is one show you do not want to bomb at. It's really not. <gasps> oy, oy, oy. Oh, Lord. Now, the pub was very calm. They hit back saying that the family probably did it themselves. <laughs> probably shat in their own ice cream. <laughs> NRL grand final in a bistro. That's exactly the type of person who shits in their own <laughs> yeah, gelato. Yeah, it really is. The fuck? Oh, Whenever look. you see that walk into a bistro, a sex worker just breathes a sigh of relief. Just <laughs> not my Ooh. problem today. Thank fuck for that. So they complained they did it themselves and were now claiming that the family was trying to extort a million dollars from the pub in hush money. That's a shitload of cash. (laughs) You could wipe it to wipe the taste out of your mouth. (laughs) The New South Wales Food Authority tested the napkin sample (laughs) and concluded, yep, there's definitely poo in there. (laughs) Although they couldn't determine if it was human or animal. Should have sent it to (laughs) Ancestry.com. And everyone gets sent to prison. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then the pub threw a spanner in the works by having the gelato from the pub forensically tested for poo. Oh. Which completed was 100% poo free. Can you imagine that on a sign out the front? 100% poo free <laughs> since 2009. <laughs> The pub now claimed that they were, in fact, a victim of industrial sabotage. To be fair, would any of you eat ice cream at the Coogee Bay Hotel? Nah. Not after you've complained. True. I love this hotel. 
Can I have the shit free ice cream, please? <laughs> We're not saying we're better than the rest of you. We just are. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry, where was I? I was just being self-righteous. For a <laughs> That's uh, the lack of calcium. Yeah. Oh, Lord. The problem was neither side was prepared to snap this off and flush the memory away. <laughs> and a lengthy legal battle began. It eventually took... The QC that headed the Lindy Chamberlain Royal Investigation to lead a 12-hour mediation session. Kuji Bay Hotel, baby Azaria. Either way, ends in a big shit. (laughs) (laughs) Topical. (laughs) Fucking hell. He led a 12-hour mediation session between the two parties. In the agreement, the Coogee Bay Hotel released a statement saying that the whites did not put poo in their own ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) And the whites were given a rumoured undisclosed financial payment to cover their legal costs. But... Did the White family really gain anything from going public? Jessica White explains. It's hard to parlay that into like an influencer career or something, isn't it? Oh, the Australian Kim Kardashian. Either way, they're both talking shit. Well, at least she wasn't married to Kanye West. Jessica White explains. Every, actually, hold that up. I want people up. to look her in the face. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I'm now known as the woman who ate the poo. I fuck one goat. <laughs> <laughs> It happens when I'm shopping. When I'm walking down the street. And when I'm on the sideline watching my son at Little Athletics on a Saturday (laughs) afternoon. Oh, no. The Eagles smashed the Melbourne Storm 40 to 1. And uh, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode of uh, Scary Food Crimes. How do you feel? Are you feeling hungry? (laughs) (laughs) Might go get some soft serve. (laughs) Well, you know, all I can recommend is maybe we all catch up at Sharky's afterwards. For a nine-month investigation. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not leaving until I'm tranquilised by a blow dart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god But in the meanwhile Just remember people Don't, don't judge people by their skin colour don't, don't judge them by their sexuality Don't judge them between Whether they like to eat poo or not <laughs> Judge them By what they eat Because remember Real moth men Eat the carpet
Say it. Say it, dirty bitch. And there's no no in necrophilia. Woo! Give it up for Liz Allen. Woo! Give it up for John Brooks. Thank you so much for coming out to the first ever Gabin in the Woods live. You guys have been amazing. Even you, drunk Siri, you're a cop, you're a champion. You guys going to come back and see us when we do this at the Adelaide Fringe? Thank you so much. You guys enjoy. Give it up for your bar staff for working hard all night. All the comedians you saw earlier today. Once again, for Liz, the dirtiest vegan I know. (laughs) Catch you later. Good night.